Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't be here a while. Might as well take care of them. We should do it either way, man. We or they, one or the other, cannot be. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 94. So what you drinking tonight, Scott? What am I drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, a beer from Stone Brewery. It's called Vengeful Spirit IPA. Hmm. It's a uh, Stone is good. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Where's that? Stone's out of, uh, Stone's out of California, isn't it? Yeah, it's um Oh, blimey. <laughs> San Diego. Yeah. Out of San Diego. It's this is a uh unfiltered India pale ale with juicy pineapple and mandarin orange. Ooh. It's actually really good. That sounds yummy. Uh yeah, the uh, the the additional flavors are very subtle, which is nice. They're not overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 you know it's got some pop to it. Um, like a seven point three. Yeah, I was gonna say Stone's uh, Stone's beers definitely are usually a lot more potent. Yeah, but it is uh, it's really smooth and um, yeah, I really like it. I think it's 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 a nice dryness to it. How about you? What are you drinking, Kimmy? We are both drinking Paradise City. Ah. <laughs> from Birdsong Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a yeah, session IPA. Stuff. It's really good. And, and it's this very one, yummy. Yeah, this one is actually not that strong. It's only 4.8. But it tastes strong. But it's it tastes, got, it's, there's it's a lot a of kick. flavor to it. Yeah, yeah it's very good. <clears throat> Thank you, Scott, for bringing these down. Absolutely. Oh, do Glad to share. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you just happen to end up with beer from Charlotte in your fridge. Because you picked it up down there. That happens uh-huh. sometimes. It can happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it and you love the 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 name, right? Birds Paradise Take City. Me down to the Paradise City. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what Guns N' Roses was singing about. Oh, won't you please take me? Charlotte. Home. They were singing about Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that's a good earworm for our listeners. Yes, it's gonna be yes. stuck you, with me the whole damn you might time. as well turn off turn off the podcast now so that you can enjoy that earworm to all your joy. I promise we will not be placing that song in the podcast anywhere. Don't you think it? Oh, I was gonna say we should. Don't you think it fits no, the not happening. the show tonight? Oh, dude, there's so there's so there. many other songs that are related to monsters. That Monster I had to, Ball. I can I can name like eight misfit songs with monster in it. In the title, at least. Well, I don't listen to the Misfits, okay. so sorry. Well, we're going to be listening to some Misfits. 
Actually, we won't do that either. Got to be a surprise. Can't just leave it out there as like, <laughs> this is what I'm going to be putting into the podcast. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, man. <laughs> wow. Our producer is a man of mystery. He is. I try. I try. All right. So we're going to cover The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 3, Monsters. What'd you think? Monsters. what I think? Yeah. I um, I like this one a lot more. Actually, um, I liked last one, but last one seemed like it was just trying to bridge the gap between one and three uh, for the starting out. Because like like we said, uh, you know, last episode had to happen. Mm-hmm. The continuation of the war, all the fighting scenes, you know, the which it wasn't a bad episode. But this one, I think I enjoyed a little bit more because, I, well, because you just got a little bit more story uh, close up connections with the characters. I thought it was good. The monster thing, I think, is is interesting because the theme is it's dealing with, you know, what is the monster again? Like mm-hmm. we dealt with with fear, I think. It wasn't there one called monster when it was trying yeah, to similar. figure out, okay, what is the monster, the character or the undead? Yeah. So that that's right. kind of, this one's kind of de- delving into that a little bit more too. So um, it, I thought it was, I thought it was a good one. I was very entertained by this episode. All three of them have been good, but mm-hmm. Kimberly. I agree. This one was really good. Um, I'm I'm glad that we're starting to get away a little bit from the fighting because I kind of need a break from the fighting. And I feel like maybe next episode would be really awesome if we didn't have any fighting, but I know that's too much to ask. But I really liked this episode. I really liked uh, everything they did with Morales and Rick, the Aaron and Eric story, and... Even, well, definitely the Morgan story, too. They all tied together to support the theme of monster. So, yeah. So, I really liked it. What do you, by you, Scott? I loved it. Fantastic. I enjoyed every aspect of it. Matter of fact, I really, I really had to reach to get a miss. Oh, I did, too. This episode. Good. Me, too. Um, I got a ton of hits, and but I won't share them all like him. <laughs> you can have honorable mentions. <laughs> Yes. Um, no, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Uh, um, the dilemma that arises between characters in this are fantastic. I mean, it was all about the struggle with what what defines morality yeah. in this society. And, you know, the varying cruelnesses that that you put up when you or you put up with, even if you're saying you're a moral or moral person. Morales. Um, Morales. But uh but you know, I mean, it. I just thought the um, the quandaries that they found themselves in and so forth were fantastic. Uh, the action scenes were great, um, and and I'm, you know, I'm enjoying the action stuff in there. The battles, to tell you the truth, um, they can keep going as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, I like payback. Payback's been good. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a fantastic fantastic episode. I mean, I think I like it uh, the best of the three right now. Really. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Yep. I really you enjoyed too? the. Hell yeah, out I, of that I thought episode. it was really good. I thought it was really well done. And I, I guess what I'm saying is that that second episode bridging to this one, the second episode was just a continuation of the first episode. You know, whereas this one, you're starting to uh, turn corners on some of the storylines. And hmm. um, I mean, this was complete. Set. Every I mean, every aspect of this was set up just to be answered in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and the character character characters. Excuse me caricatures no the characters were um were created to be much more complex in this episode mm-hmm. um 
and confrontational with each other, of course. And I thought Ross Marquand did a fantastic job yeah. on this episode with his acting. And so did, uh, so did, um, Jordan Woods Robinson. Um, Lenny. Oh, what's that? Jordan Woods Robinson. Yeah. But, but also I was going to say, uh, Lenny as Morgan did a fantastic job in this episode. I mean, you could really feel his confusion mm-hmm. and so forth in the scenes when, especially after, uh, Jesus kicked his butt. And then he kind of just came out of the stupor and was really trying to figure out where he was, in essence. Um, fantastic acting. I agree. I actually thought uh, Carol did a really good job, too, of just um, kind of just being like, you know, like, don't be too excited about what we're doing. No, she was showing a lot more excitement than she normally shows. Yes, yeah, she was. She was smiling a lot, but she was also like, you know, just, you know. Simmer down a little bit. Don't get get too happy. Yeah, and that was continuation of last episode where Ezekiel Mm -hmm. is, like we were saying, he said he got, you know, what is he? Fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake Um, it till you make it, baby. But his his, um, dialogue during that, I don't think we talked about it as much in last last podcast, was actually really good, and and I agreed with him. And the fact his that his regal dialogue and yeah, but but and his inspirational aspect, yes, yeah, his his being positive to lead people forward, you know, and then that being a driving force that actually adds to the strength of the group, uh, which I, mm-hmm. I do agree. I mean, I mean, you know, the a more positive outlook is going to give confidence towards people actually fighting more mm-hmm. and putting more of their, themselves into it. It's like a pep talk for you know before a game, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. But his is like the continuous pep talk. And unfortunately, and you, yeah, and his pep got, talk got everybody killed. <laughs> yeah, kind of ran into well, a, a, a wall at the end. But I mean, it wasn't, it, I don't think it loses its value because of that. You know, it's. It, I agree. So. And it, something bad had to happen. I mean, yeah. it, it just couldn't all be going positive the whole time. Yeah. Something bad had to happen. But let's get back. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about Rick and Morales. And the situation that they found themselves in. Well, I mean, that that was like, to, to me, that was total buildup for like, it was, I guess, looking back on it, the whole, I was going to say for non-event, but it actually is an event. Um, but it's it's really more build up to show how dark uh, Daryl is now to me. Well, well yeah, but what I was going to say, though, is I think what, it, what those scenes set up more than anything, though, to me, anyway, was that... Um, you know, what do you consider moral? Yeah. I mean, the, both of those guys were talking about what they feel like, you know, is justifiable in their situations. And both of them are looking at each other as being immoral. Mm-hmm. Um, But they both feel like they are moral. And they're both a lot alike in a lot of respects. And they both really don't know what circumstances each of them have actually been in. They're just mm-hmm. making assumptions. Right. And uh, right. Morales is, even says, he's like, well... If if I was behind this, or if the gun was being pointed at me, I'd be brains to the floor right now, or something like that. I think yeah. he said something like that. Yeah. And um, so he's and assuming. Rick's response was. Yeah. Rick's response was, "I wouldn't want to." Yeah. Yeah. Which. <laughs> yeah, which means nothing really, because <laughs> Rick well, would no, actually I mean, probably I think do it, it anyways. I think I think what Rick was trying to say to him is that it may come to that. Yeah. But I would not be happy about it. That is not the result I would want it to come to. Well, the simple fact Morales Whereas, discussing it with him is he doesn't want it either. I mean, right. he's you know he he wouldn't give him the time of day if he actually wanted it. Right. He would just pop. Yep. It. But yet 
Morales still says, I am Negan. And he says that Rick has to go because Rick is on the flip side going to in turn kill him. Like, well, Rick, yeah, and, and Rick is a trophy. Right. And that he wanted to bring back. And, but I think, though, you know, looking at that scene, even when um, Morales states that he is Negan, it was almost like he was trying to build himself back up again mm. because he had crumbled somewhat when it started getting into a conversation uh, where they were talking about, you know, how Laurie and and uh, Glenn and all them had died and so forth and how Negan had killed Glenn and so forth. And you could see Morales was starting to lose his confidence in his argument. And then Rick, for some reason, I don't know why Rick just all of a sudden, well, are you Negan? That was kind of a dumb move to me. Why was that a dumb Morales move? Morales was, well, because I think Morales was starting to come around a little bit. It was starting to go in his thing. And by saying that, are you Negan in a disgusting way that he said it, it immediately put Morales back on the defensive. Yeah. And got his ire back up again. And that's when he said, yeah, I'm Negan. So, yeah, I think Rick made a tactical error with that, with that statement. Yeah, uh, Morales seemed to start to falter when Rick was telling him about Glenn meeting Maggie after mm-hmm. this whole apocalypse. That she is the, she is the and widow. She's the widow after the apocalypse about. has happened, um, and so I think Morales was shocked because he never thought about there could be a happy ending to all of this. That you was know? a good comment. He said, "In this world, that happened." Yeah, like he was like genuinely surprised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And for him to lose his family so early on, and and he said that he was kind of wasting away in the back of that truck until Negan and his men found him. So he's lived this entire life with with the dread and the the knowledge that he could not protect his family, and so. Right. Um, for him to know that, you know, life life can go on and life can be good, that's where he started breaking. And you're right, Rick did make a tactical error in that respect. Because he almost had him. He almost had him. Yep. Um, yep. But I think he would have had to work really hard to really get him to come over to his side. Well, he may have, but I think he could have subdued him at some mm-hmm. point, at least. But he, has, he needs to establish, uh, but you're on Negan's side. You're not just one of these worker bees for Negan. Right. You are right. Negan, and and then Morales goes into full description of why. I mean, he he convinces himself. He's like, you know what? I yeah, I am Negan. He doesn't right. automatically say yes, I am. He says, well, they did this for me. They did this for me. So yeah, you're right. I am mm-hmm. that because they saved right. me. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing that mm-hmm. we haven't talked about is that Morales just or Morales just saw that Rick killed this guy, right? Yeah. Who is the Who dad a of this kid? So yeah. I mean, he is yep. in pretty bad. Right, he's shape. looking at Rick as being a monster. He yes, is. he's looking at Rick as being as being a monster. And he also has information about Rick, who Rick is, because he's like, "You're that Rick mm-hmm. that they've been talking yeah. about. You're from Alexandria." But why does he not Rick. see Negan as a monster? Negan has thrown men into an oven and burned them alive, and he has taken pictures, which we'll get to in a second too. Of all these other guys that he has bashed their heads in, he's ruthless. How many people is how many people has Rick killed in front of people? But it's different. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it is. But it may be again. You know, that's that's the morality struggle that Morales had. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, what is acceptable in this world, and what is not. Yep. And from what he saw from Rick right there, and, and I'm sure everything he's heard from everybody talking about Rick is that Rick's a savage and so forth that will kill everybody. 
and he saw Rick take that one guy, the uh, the father down, Gracie's father down. Yeah, but by spearing him on a wall. Morales had information um, about that father that Rick did not have. Rick did not know he was a father at that time. Right. You know, so but you Rick, can he just, warp the situation sure. in your brain. All right, you stop. You're sticking up for Rick. That, well, yeah. But why I mean, would I that, stick up for Negan's people? No, I'm just saying. Scott's point is, and and my point too, is that I mean. It's all based on what information you have. It's all based on what outlook you have. Here are our people that we enjoy watching. So we're going to say, okay, they can do it. Like, okay, Rick is actually thinking about, you know, convincing this. He's in the middle of this conversation with this guy about, like, you know, I wouldn't do that. You would do this, blah, blah, blah. And then Daryl comes up and shoots an arrow in the in the guy's face. Right. And he's like, it right. doesn't matter. Because he, he even says, you know who that was. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter now. Mm-hmm. It mattered to Rick, though. Yeah, it did. Rick's face, you could see on Rick's face, he was like, what did you just do? Yeah. Well, because he's seeing how his people are turning. Right. And it's just like it goes back to what, um, who was it, Morgan, who said we all turn or something like that. Right. And right. it's like everybody's kind of falling in line with the precedents that Rick has set where you got to get the job done, take them out now before they have a chance to take us out later. And people are doing that, and they're not stopping to think about the fact that these are actually human beings that they are killing, well, you and have, that there is a story behind them. You have Daryl, you have Carol, you have Morgan, uh, even Maggie, who have a little less question about what should be done at this yeah. point than Rick and Jesus do. And Tara. Exactly. And, and, Tara. and Tara as well, yeah. But Rick and Jesus seem to be the only ones that are questioning the morality of it. Yep. Right, and I think Rick. I think Rick. What he's. What he's. Rick is is looking horrified when he sees what Daryl did twice. Yeah, right. And I think. I think for Rick, that it's fear of what he's created. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's actually scared of what he has created there, um, because he's for being the the guy who kind of set everything up the way it is and all, I think he's kind of stepped back a little bit and looked at this and realized, oh, my God, I've just created a bunch of ruthless killers just like Negan's people. Saviors 2.0. And, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, that he, and he hasn't even dealt with what's going on with Morgan yet. So, yeah, I think, I think Rick is having, while not necessarily second thoughts, I think he's, he's worried about what, I think he's starting to be worried about what this is going to be like afterwards. Mm-hmm. About the future. Um, yeah, I think he is. I think he's. I think he's horrified by the uh, casual violence that is happening with uh, with Daryl. Right. And and yeah, well, I think it's. I I'm fascinated by what's going to happen with that relationship. I am. With Rick I think and that was probably. Yeah. I think that was one of the best parts of the whole show. I mean, I actually have it as as one of my big hits. Is I can't wait to see how this is going to go down between Rick and spoiler and Carol. I mean, Rick and hit already, Scott. No, no, I'm not going to use that one. I'm just saying. <laughs> to me, it's a huge plus. I can't. I, that dynamic is going to be fantastic to watch. Yeah, agreed. And watch, agreed. yeah, to see how how their relationship, if it can survive, the kind of craziness that's going down right now. Hmm. We'll see. I have a feeling there's going to be some rough times ahead for those two. Breaking up the bromance, huh? Could be. Never. Could be. Never. I don't know. I welcome that, actually. <laughs> I'm a little tired of the bromance. <laughs> this un- unquestioning my... affection between those two. 
L- look deeper into my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daryl, he de- he has a lot more lines now. Now, as I'm a kidding. Person, I don't think he really does, does he? No, he doesn't. Okay. He Not on this episode. <laughs> maybe the previous. As a person who, you know, is naturally right. curious about the people in my past, I think Daryl overstepped. I would have been like, "Fucking a, it's Morales. How are you doing, man?" What's been going on? Don't you think? <laughs> you would be. You would say that to Morales. Um, yeah. When he had a gun, Morales who's got friend? a gun in Rick's face. I don't think I'm <laughs> quite saying like that. I don't think I'm going to put an arrow through his head no. immediately. But I think I'm going to try to. You know. I would have been like, "Oh, sorry, my bad," or something. It's. <laughs> I think I would have let Rick play that one out a little bit further. Oh, but you know what? The thing Morales said when he said. Um, we're going to settle your shit, Peaches. What the hell was that mm-hmm. shit? Peaches? Really? Uh, I don't know. Because he's from Georgia? That, yeah, I don't... I've never heard anybody say Peaches, but... No. That was a little weird. Yeah, maybe. Weird writing. Because that's what people say in Georgia. No, it's they, not. They end sentences with Peaches all the time. <laughs> no. It's the Peach State. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're like, I got to get my oil changed, Peaches. And yes. we have like, what, 52 streets Especially named Peachtree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get enough peaches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was silly. Peaches. Peaches. <laughs> now that's all sounding like we're calling people Peaches. <laughs> exactly. Peaches, I got a gun. Now, evening up a score and then ending it with is by saying peaches does not make it any sense to me. It kind of deflates <laughs> the situation. Someone, someone can uh, clue us in on that one. They may. Yep, they may. Exactly. Now that's a good point. I have no idea what that what that comment was, other than maybe he was just making fun of him from being from Georgia or something. But <laughs> we gotta make this this straight peaches. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron and Eric, I wasn't feeling it. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe you're maybe not so much from you're Eric. Aaron woman, was good. Aaron was good. Aaron was really good. Eric, mm-hmm. but you know, he was dying, so it's probably hard for him to act at that point. Well, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, we figured that Eric was on his way out. I I mean, I, I thought it was a little weird that he was just kind of leading him to the side of the complex to put him up against a tree. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'll be right back, because there's no way that guy's going to survive right there. By himself up against a tree out in the open. True. But he, he gave him a gun. Gave him a rifle. Gun. He gave him a gun. He gave him a rifle. Yeah, I know. But he's bleeding out. I mean, yeah. Well, if I he think really wanted to save him, he should have cut... taken him somewhere. But that's that's uh, yeah. that's what the whole I know that's what the argument was. Eric's like, uh, you you know, you need to stay here and mm-hmm. help your friends out. You go yeah, play with your both, friends. I think they both kind of knew that it was over. Peaches. Peaches. But. I did like the scene at the end where Aaron comes up to the tree and realizes he's gone Mm -hmm. and sees all the blood that's there and then looks off into Mm -hmm. the distance and sees him. I thought that was actually kind of cool that it was kind of cool that Eric was kind of drawn to the other walkers, to the herd, instead of to the group, you know, and he's like going to join his brethren. He's going to go meet some friends over there. But it did. I did think uh, it was a little funny that um, when Aaron's walking around screaming his name, he's not turning around and coming back. (laughs) (laughs) There's a meal over there. Yeah, I thought they were gonna have to tussle Uh a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
but it, it just it didn't it um it didn't have the impact that I was hoping a scene like that would have, which is unfortunate. And I don't know if that was writing. I mean, that, I thought it was fine. But I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a. Yeah, I mean, it was what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Tell you the truth, it did put uh, Ross into more of a or Aaron into more of a position where he was going to. He was a little more bloodlust in his in his eyes at that point because mm-hmm. then they went in to rescue uh, Rick and Daryl, right? Yep. Yes, in the hallway. Yeah, I tell you what, Rick is a bad shot. Terrible. He's a terrible shot. I mean, he's got a machine gun. And there's guys down the end of the hall, and he can't hit anybody. Yeah, but he hit that fire extinguisher dead on. Well, it was right in front of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two feet away. Thank God it was right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, Rick? <laughs> Quite the gunslinger, aren't you? So, but we do finally get to see that where they're taking our prisoners, because that was one of the questions we had last week, was what are Mm -hmm. they going to do with all these saviors now that they're not killing them? So they start walking them back to the hilltop. I'm still finding it a hard time believing that, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, The guy who was Jared. Jared, Jared's still alive. alive. Well, see, now you know why he's alive. Because the writers needed him to sit there and... and needle morgan the entire time yeah but still even after all that he's still alive yeah he still makes it Uh, that was extremely frustrating when you had all the uh walkers falling down the hill and they're sliding rolling down the hill which was a cool scene and all Mm -hmm. the walkers Mm -hmm. scott as kim was pointing out they all look burned so who knows what happened to the walkers right there must have been like an explosion or something so yeah but back to that one well i heard something something about that one walker we were talking about last week was a tribute walker to some stunt man or or stunt guy or something the guy who passed away this summer Nah, I, I I can't remember where what what I read, but it was a tribute walker. It was not supposed to be something. I think that oh, happened had to do to with him. the story. Well, okay. Well, if that's the case, the guys who were falling down the hill though, they all were burned, and they all had the white stuff mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, they're all pretty messed up looking. That makes me think that well, they're from not all some of sort of. I mean, some of them look like they were just sloughing off. They're their from skin some sort of research station. Okay, could be. But what I got to say is when there is a group of 10 people tied to each other, mm-hmm. how do they get away from people with weapons? Like, can't you just shoot one guy that's tied in that rope? Well, they didn't. And that's what no, happened. No, no. But I'm saying they got guy. off the road. Like, shoot yeah. the guy they at the end. They were distracted. And then they're having to drag another guy. If that's too, if that's not enough weight, shoot the next guy. And then they're dragging two. Yeah, but they were they were fighting off the, the rolling walkers. Oh, Morgan and, saw uh, him walk, running away. He saw him running in the forest. Right, right. He's like, oh. He took a shot at him. He oh. missed him. Oh, yeah. And then when he he knew he was going to be able to run him to ground. I mean, those guys weren't going to be able to run that fast. Well, even when he's in the forest, though, he shot that other guy. Why didn't he shoot Jared? He was getting ready to shoot think, Jared, obviously. But yeah, he did shoot. Yeah, him. he was going to take Jared. I think actually that guy was standing in front of Jared when he shot him. Yes. So maybe he was intending to shoot Jared the whole time. Mm-hmm. What was up with the other savior who... From last episode and this episode, who the was one like, who surrendered originally? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. they have guns. The young guy. Yeah. He's he's they I, keep, he's going to be something in the future. Yeah. He's going to have a place in the future of this story. They keep focusing on him. Yeah, I I kind of think maybe he's going to be like an ally that, to the Rick group. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's a he he will end up being a savior that comes around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know either, but but they definitely have given him a little bit of spotlight. Yes. So there's got to be something about it. And most of the spotlight he's gotten is telling other people not to fight. Mm-hmm. And Jared is going to be a major thorn in somebody's side soon. Maybe Jesus will actually kill Jared. Maybe. I, I don't know. What did you think about the, the fight scene between Jesus and Morgan? I loved, loved it. it. Did you? Yeah. Did you not yeah. like it? I no. thought it was very well really? choreographed. I, I thought Morgan should have kicked his ass. There's no way that Jesus would have been able to stand up to <laughs> well, Morgan. Well, obviously, there's. we don't know anything about Jesus' fighting skills, right? We've not... No, he showed it last... Him. They yeah. showed it last episode when he beat that guy up, the pee-pee yeah. pants guy. We've seen him in several episodes yeah. from past seasons. Yeah, but Morgan well, he's got... has the stat. Morgan is like the train guy. He, that's like his thing. Well, and Jesus, Jesus whooped Jesus his ass is, and was like, are we yeah, still well, going? Jesus... We should keep going? Yeah. Hmm? No? No? Okay. No. Yeah. Um, hey, look. I, you know, I don't know anything about Jesus' history with his fighting skills and all that, but he's evidently got some. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I thought the, the fight scenes were very well choreographed. And, um, you know, and it was it was interesting to to uh watch morgan struggle with his animal side yeah yeah you always know he's he's gone into that mode when he won't look at anybody yep he won't look him in the eye mm-hmm. well i think that part at the end of the fight scene was cool i think the fight scene itself mm-hmm. even as i said to kim there's probably a lot more to this fight scene that they just cut out yeah. you know that they probably had a lot more like choreographed as you said but um mm-hmm. they probably cut a ton out because i don't know it's just to me it just seemed weird because here you got these ten guys that are your prisoners. Oh, and they just got away. No, mm-hmm. Diane grabbed them. Diane led them off. Oh, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, they were. Oh, recaptured. you're right. You're right. Yeah, okay. and then that's when Diane and um, those two other guys came back, and that's My fault. when My fault. Morgan almost stabbed Jesus in the throat. But I thought it was interesting. And that's how they got him back to the hilltop. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I thought he had stabbed him in the throat. I was kind of like, oh, that, that was a cool move. <laughs> the way Jesus was talking to Morgan. <laughs> Screw Jesus. I can't remember Jesus's background, but the way Jesus was talking to Morgan was like he has, um, he has experience dealing with people who have anxiety disorder or some sort of mental issue. He was very. Like he was a guidance counselor. Yeah. You think so? You like, think so? Because I, I disagree with you, Kim. I think he was very surprised by Morgan's behavior. Well, of course he's surprised. I mean, I would be well, no, surprised. No, no. But you're saying that like he seems like he's trained to deal with yeah, people that are kind of out of control. Yeah, he was very calm during the whole thing. Even when he was fighting, he was never angry. He was calm. He diffused the well, situation. Because he, wa- he didn't want to be part of that fight. Well, no he didn't shit. Have the, he didn't have the fight. <laughs> he told, I know that. But he told a parable? No, but he was... His whole face the entire time was very calm, and he never got angry at Morgan. He was in control. Yeah. Whereas I would have been right. like, I think fuck that's you, his... motherfucker. Well, Bring it. That, that's uh, that's part of the mar- martial yeah. arts training, possibly. Maybe he's jujitsu. He could be jujitsu, and he's... He could be Kane, and he's walking the he earth. He could be. Oh, that's, goodness me. Yeah. Kung fu. He just grew out a beard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> but when, when the fight finally does stop, my favorite line of the whole episode was when Morgan says, we are the same. Everybody turns. We have no choice. That was such mm-hmm. an excellent line because you know it has a double meaning that 
yeah, some people are going to be turning into walkers, but other people are going to be turning into ruthless killers. Mm-hmm. And who, well, whose only means of survival is to kill without right. thinking. About yeah, whatever we do here, we're just going to be like them anyway. Yes. One way or another. We may defeat them, but we're still going to be them. Yes, exactly. We have become them. And we have no choice. This is the way we have... The only way we have to survive in the future or to have a normal life in the future is to kill them. Yeah. All right. Would you guys want to take a break for a minute? Yes. And um, I think when we come back, we might talk a little bit about Gregory and Maggie and what's going on with uh, Rick and Daryl. Oh, goody, goody. We'll be right back. All right. Well, we're back. Um, So, guys. Yes. Gregory shows up again. We were wondering what happened to him. Actually, I really wasn't wondering that much. But nonetheless, <laughs> he showed up again at the hilltop. And um, so, what did you take? What did you make of that? He's such a douchebag. Well, he's coming. He's coming back. Hopefully, to take back his house. That's what he wants. I thought it was very funny that uh, looker. that he's like, "Oh, the gate is broken again." And then he's like, "Oh, I guess it's I told not them to oil broken. this." <laughs> yeah, I told them to oil it. Yeah, and what was he saying about the guy? He was saying some of the talking shit about the one guy, and the guy like peeks over the top, and he's like, "I'm right here." Yeah, and he flips him off. <laughs> well, I thought that probably one of the most telling things he said is when uh, when Maggie says, um, "Yeah, that's Gabriel's car." Where's Gabriel? And he's like, "Who's that?" Yeah, I know. exactly. That's what I'm Back to that again, bad. not knowing anybody's name. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was good. Exactly. Asshole. Yeah. What a what an absolute prick. Um, and uh, surprised they she lets him in though. Like, yeah. I mean, Maggie took him to task. Yeah. I, you know, that's the most angry I've seen Maggie. He better be fetching water for people or something. Yeah. She was she was quite pissed. But you're right. She let him in. I totally think that was a mistake. Yep. Me too. That guy's gonna that guy's gonna screw them over somehow, in the end, and. Uh, and Maggie will regret that move, I have a feeling. He, he may free the prisoners. You know, he may do something like mm. that to take the camp. And to be on Negan's good side. Right, because, I mean, you know, they're talking about, you know, when Jesus shows up with all the prisoners, they're talking about putting them in a couple shacks in the back mm-hmm. um, and locking them up and guarding them. I, you know, Gregory could be totally bullshitting about the fact that he's he thinks that Maggie's group will win. Um, and he may decide to open up those trailers and let those people out to take Hilltop. Well, did you believe him when he said that Negan already knew what was coming? Yeah. How did he know if Gregory didn't tell him? Um, I think, I think, well, I don't know if Gregory knew all of what was coming. I don't think Gregory was in on the plans, you know? I mean, I don't think Gregory knew of, of Rick's plan on how to attack the saviors and so forth. Gregory's already gone. Yeah, no. Okay, well, still, my question is, who's telling? Well, I don't know. That's what we get. I guess we'll have to find out. Hmm. Asshole. Yeah, I don't know. But they did make a point of, of mentioning that, that he did know it ahead of time. So he, and, and, but how much did he know? Yeah. I mean... He knew something I've was going to happen, but he didn't know... He yeah, maybe... but I haven't seen a whole lot of evidence of what he knew. No. And I think he was, to- I think he was completely taken off guard when they showed up for the mm-hmm. initial attack. Which again was not there was not an attack. It was just a ploy to try and get right. get them to play their hand on whatever they were going to do. But you know, Stu, it does go back to our question about why he and his lieutenants were just standing out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like they knew they weren't going to attack them. Then 
Yeah, that, I think that's more of a confidence thing than anything. It was just like they knew that I, I, I'm. They were all there. I'm not sure why they're all together at one point. That you know, maybe that is yeah. some you know some sort of evidence that they knew something was going down. It seemed more like they were just like, all right. And that's what he said. He was like, I care about my people. I'm not going to fight you right now. <laughs> that's right. what Negan was saying. He was like, I'm not. Right. I'm not going to send my people out here to get killed by yeah, you. Yeah, because he got caught with his pants down at that point. He knew that there was mm-hmm. some sort of organization of something happening, though. Not necessarily yeah. to that extent, I wouldn't think. Yeah. But he did display a very unusual and and mind-boggling confidence mm-hmm. with the situation as it stood. Um, and I still can't quite figure that out. Maybe there's more to it than we're, than we're realizing. But the fact that Maggie lets this guy in after he just sold out his people or actually tried to control his people, saying, if you don't get on the side of the saviors right now, you're out yeah. of the hilltop. You have no right. place to live anymore. And then he goes back there and they won't let him in. And then she lets him in. It's like, I mean, that... For one thing, he is freaked out just because he's outside of the gate at that point. There's nothing around him, but he was like, "You gotta let me right. in," you know, like right. completely freaked out, even though nothing is going to harm him at that point. And but but he also changes his story three times. Yeah, yeah, he does. But it also it also humanizes Maggie a little bit too. I mean, she still has a bit of morality there. She's not going to just let this guy mm-hmm. out there to die. But when all the um, saviors, prisoners show up. Um, you know, she has that same kind of thing that she has to deal with. Mm-hmm. What do I do with these yeah, people? Yeah, and, and she hesitates on that she too. She does. I mean, Jesus had to convince her to take the prisoners. In. Even though Gregory's like, hell no. Yeah. Right. But Maggie's like, yeah, well, you know, there are kids and families here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Maggie was, was readily um, willing to take them in. And I think um, her point is very valid. Too. It's like, why would mm-hmm. you let them within the confines? If you have trailers, right. move them outside the wall and let them live in those trailers, but don't bring them inside. But it's a little different with Gregory versus the saviors that have shown up at Hilltop because Gregory mm-hmm. belongs to that community, even though he's pissed all over that community. They know him. They don't know these other guys, so that's like a different... Yeah, that's true. They know he's... Just, yeah, he's but they also know they... Turn on but, him. But actually, the negative is that they know Gregory. Yeah. They know what Gregory did. I know, but that makes it... Like you know, it's like that friend. The one I can see them. It's like that friend who really fucks you over every time, and you're like, "God damn it, you piss me off again!" But I'll give you one more chance. Like Scott, I don't have any friends like that. I don't have any friends. No, you don't. But then that's why don't trust anybody. (laughs) They're all a bunch of Gregories. (laughs) Stu's writing his manifesto right now and living in the ground. <laughs> Living where in the, the ground? ground? Oh God! Yeah, like Your head buried. Ted, don't tell him where Ted I live. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any anthrax, does he? Jeez, <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> well, I think we all feel that uh, Maggie made a error, and that uh, Gregory, who probably should have been dragged out into the woods and shot, will be a thorn in their side before too but long. It, it'll well, you know whatever comes out of it, it'll be an entertaining thing to see okay what the hell mm-hmm. is gregory gonna do everybody knows gregory's gonna screw something up he's always screwing everything yep. up so yep. it was funny what's when, he gonna do this time when the that's his gift when the savior showed up yeah. and 
that guy at the t- at the that was doing guard duty was like, uh, Maggie, and Gregory like <laughs> shot his eyes sideways, like, oh. <laughs> I love his facial expressions. <laughs> You're not gonna leave me out here. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So while all this is going on, we have our uh, our gang from the from the uh, um, kingdom that are on the warpath, and we actually get them right from the beginning. They're pulling a lot of ambushes and things like that. I love the fact that they're talking about that. They may have numbers, but we have strategy. Yeah, yeah. And and they're using that. Um, yeah, and, you know, and King Ezekiel spends the whole time, you know, pronouncing his, you know, confidence in their ability and that they're not going to lose yeah, anybody. We lose not And then one. when they get to, Right, and when they get to the end, you can see his face is like, holy crap, we did yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, yeah, we didn't lose All anybody. All accounted for, yeah, and he's completely surprised that no one, no one got killed. Mm-hmm. And Carol's Carol's just kind of encouraging him, giving him little smiles all the time. And, and also she, the practical and, one. But she all yeah, she's like, okay, well, we need to scour the compound and clear this place. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that, exactly. which is right when he's, I guess, he, did you even see anybody in the window? No, I did not there see was, a flash. There was some movement nothing. up in the up in the vents. You could see some kind of movement, I thought. Uh, yeah, I did not see. I mean, I watched it twice, but I didn't see what he saw. Yeah. And evidently it was that fifty caliber that yep, was missing exactly. from, from uh, Rick's uh, group. Right, because that was mentioned. They said, did, where did the fifty calibers go? And they just got moved was the answer. They went right? to Gavin's yep. outpost. Yes. Yeah. And, right. and, and Daryl was like, who's at Gavin's outpost? And it looks like another one showed up in the preview. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that was um, that was kind of a horrific scene, but uh, a good scene, needed scene. Like mm-hmm. you said, it, it had to happen at some point. The only weird part about it to me was to, like the way they were showing the the special effects of the blood. <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. It was like this kind of super bright red gel kind of shooting out of it was people's like backs. Like a meteorite coming yeah, out. <laughs> but it was coming going the I think other they way. Were, I think they yes. were going. They were really, really trying to hard to make sure you saw the people were getting hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was evident, you know, like, they went overboard. It with almost it, looked like huge were... red spears sticking out of people all of a sudden. Right, right. So you know that all the people who jumped King Ezekiel are shot, probably mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, there but was... Ezekiel's probably okay. There was like three people jumped on him to protect him, right? Yeah, but right. Jerry was not one of them. I, are you sure no, about that? Jerry I... was in the field. No, they no Jerry did. was in the he field. He was kind of off in the distance. Okay, bit. well, it looked like another very large Samoan-type guy <laughs> jumped on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't Jerry. Oh, okay, that had sorry, to be somebody sorry. else. The question is, where is Carol? Friend. Jerry might have jumped Carol. <laughs> Possibly. No, I think Carol was moving in on and Shiva. Carol. Like, where is Shiva? We don't know. I, don't know. I think I don't Carol know. had had already headed towards the building to to clear the area. Um, now Jerry was out there with the cleanup crew, uh-huh. putting down the uh, the yeah. uh, people they ambushed. Yep. Said, while we got time, let's go take out some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jerry's Jerry will be back. Jerry didn't get hit. Um, so what is the complex they're walking up on at that point? That we don't even know. It's just another. Is that is that the main one? Because it seemed um, like a large factory. With no, I don't think it's the main one. It's it's whatever Gavin's outpost. Yeah. Was. Oh, okay. So that was Gavin's outpost. Yeah, it's the All West right. End. Yeah. One. Yeah, whichever one was dealing with the uh, the king and Gavin I was guess. the one that led the pack that had uh, Jared in it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he was he was the one dealing with the kingdom and their exchanges. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I think that's what their outpost was. Was that one? Okay. Um. Yeah, and they got a little overconfident. I mean, they're standing out there in the field and so forth, just walking around. There's confidence in battle, and then there's like, uh, yeah, like Carol said. I mean, you gotta go check the place out. Now. Stupid. Yeah. yeah, we gotta clear the buildings. Yeah, so they were they were not being tactically smart. Um, I don't think they got wiped out, but they took some hits. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like a good third of them went down, though. Could be. Could be. But we'll find out. So, so speaking of going down, <laughs> all these people like Daryl's killing, <laughs> and that kid at the yeah. end, like okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, so well, we can talk about the Rick oh, and Daryl now. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Todd. <laughs> Poor Todd. Why was Rick taking all these pictures? And he wrote that note. Is it he, wasn't was just he him. Going... There were other people taking Polaroids too. Were yeah, there was other yeah, ones. There was yes. people in the background yes. taking Polaroids. But he said he See, had even to... some of the kingdom folks were taking Polaroids when they were walking around the dead and Alexandrians. So really, yeah. I did not mm-hmm. notice that. Okay, well, he said he had to go talk to somebody. And Rick and Daryl's like, well, all right, if you don't come back, I'm going to come looking for you. And he's like, that's the plan. But who is he going to go talk to? Negan? With all these pictures and be like, no. look what we did. We took out all your guys at the outpost. No, I think he I, he was I think he was writing a letter. He was going to put the pictures in with whatever this letter is and give it to someone else to give to Negan would be my guess. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's kind of a um, a pushback on on the pictures that Negan had tit for tat. Right. Yeah. Posted around of the of his victims that he had killed because mm-hmm. they were all Polaroids. Right. Um, that were hanging on the the radar station yeah, yeah. folks' walls. Yeah. So I think this is Rick giving it back, yeah. and I think it's you know it's a psychological thing. Yeah. Okay. So, but he's definitely got them, got everybody around with. The, you know, they found a lot of Polaroids, evidently. Yeah, they did. Seriously, because I don't, don't even know back. where to buy those nowadays. But in the apocalypse, it's easy to find. Well. They, they went to the Amazon cool. distribution center. <laughs> it, no, it was probably sitting next to all those guns and ammo they found. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they yes. have no problem with guns and ammo now, especially after. I mean, I, I guess the kingdom must have had a crap load, like tons, because they had everything well, you know, taken away. Yeah. They had nothing. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, the other funny thing, too, is you don't ever see anybody picking up the weapons of the dead. I well, Morgan did. You know, that's what I was saying. Yeah, well, Morgan. That's because he had a stick before. Jeez. Right, but that's uh, like the first thing I and, did. And you know, and in, in if you're carrying around a lot of ammo, ammo's heavy. Uh huh. It's not like you're just gonna have a couple of clips on your belt if you're firing off that many rounds. Mm-hmm. You gotta have boxes of ammo with you and so forth. I mean, you don't see anybody carrying that stuff around. But I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick at that too much just because you know I'm sure that. They probably would be picking up the ammo and guns and stuff. We just don't necessarily see it. Yeah, yeah. But they picked up a baby. They did pick up a baby. Imagine how boring it would be to watch like half the show. They're just going around like finding stuff on people. True. (laughs) Well, I can imagine uh, Rick sitting there holding the baby going, now what am I going to do with this? Yeah. He didn't grab any now of I her stuff. Get formula again. I was going to say, he didn't grab any of her (laughs) stuff out of her bedroom. It's just her. So, like, right. you know, grab a bag, throw some diapers and whatnot in it, and then hand her to Aaron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. the diaper. 
I know. You're a dad. You oh, know what to do. Oh, we have a poopy diaper. <laughs> yes, we have a poopy diaper. Who's going to change her? But I am glad that he went back for her. And I'm glad yeah. that Aaron took her. Yeah, it's rough to Aaron. Like, here you go. I know. But he was like, <laughs> are you sure? Like, you know, you just lost somebody that you really care about. Like, I was kind of thinking Aaron was going to take the baby and take it out to Eric and be like, here's a snack, honey. Oh, gee. <laughs> uh, that could happen. That's true. I could totally see somebody doing that. No, Oof, that's no. brutal. This is this is not Z Nation. <laughs> you yeah, can see that true. on something like Z Nation. Yeah, that's a little brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see that. Happening. But yeah, so Judith will have a play date. Uh, again, though, uh, we see Daryl gun down the the guy that's giving up. Oh, Todd, right? And again, mm-hmm. yeah, and again, um, Rick just looks horrified. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so well because the thing I, that Rick is talking to him about again, he's he's sitting there trying to go through this whole dialogue. Well, he says, guy. "My word, yeah, you that, know, that my word has word is the only thing that we have now." You know, it's <laughs> like right. fucked him up. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> God. he yeah, but then again, it's not like that guy's like going to go tell people that Rick's word isn't worth a damn. No, but it's it's. I mean, when he is yeah, saying right. those things, when he's saying those things, when he's saying the stuff to Morales, he's not lying. That's what he believes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's kind of right. putting his heart out there, like, you know, this is this is. Uh, listen, I am not going to turn on you. Um, you can trust me. Oh, but watch out, Daryl. Fucking Daryl, right there. I, I, I want you know. Part of it, I think, probably has to do with the fact that he's he may be a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that Daryl's not not got his back. Yeah. On this stuff. Well, shit, you better everybody you know, better Darryl's watch out. Daryl's going now. rogue. You might be eating like a sandwich and you're talking to Rick and then all of a sudden Daryl pops up and shoots you. <laughs> well, I think Daryl, you know, I, I think after Daryl found that room, um, I don't know if it was the one he uh, was kept yeah. in, but someone was kept the in there that food, had the handcuff on the dog wall. Dog food sandwich. I th- and the chains. Yeah, I think that one set him off mm-hmm. again yeah, because off. ever since then he's been he's been particularly brutal with the uh, saviors. Yeah, they should have so. had the album cover that said Easy Street on it. I know they should have been playing that in the background, <laughs> or at least have it like it's a dream thing in his head. Yeah, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> "Easy Street," ah, <laughs> or a hat that said "Ride" on it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, did God, you watch any of those yet? Absolutely not. Well, There's the Chappelle not one. We watched the one with Dave Chappelle, and it was pretty funny. That was that was pretty funny. Although Dave Chappelle was extremely drunk and wasted. Yeah, he was well, high. Yeah, he was know. high. He was totally high. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I think they were. Smoking he was inebriated. Under... Can I say that? It was very. Sounds like good TV. I can't wait to catch the reruns. We had a great. Um, it, it was pretty good. I liked it. I have no interest in that show in the slightest. But we didn't see the JDM one. The first one. What? I came on too late. I cannot believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I, I, I can't imagine Stuart was not hyped to see the Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Norman ride. No, I'm waiting for enough time to watch it tw- two times in a row, you know, just like back, oh, okay. back to back okay. again. Mm. So well, I don't miss break anything. It, break it down for me, okay? I don't miss anything. Break it down for me. All right, well, um, why don't we go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our hit or miss segment. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back for hit or miss. Um, I'm gonna let Stu start this. Week. Oh goody! Stu. <laughs> Yay, Stuart! Little Stewie, let's do it. What's your What's your hit for this week? Uh, my hit was the ambush on the kingdom because ah. it was yeah it was the complete game changer for them because everything was going too well, and um, mm. I, I mean it, it it sucks in the fact that. Well, overall, it just sucked, <laughs> but it it's a hit because I think it was a great it was a great move for the story. Yeah, it was needed. Yeah. Brings them down a peg. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean they're not just going to walk through everything now, and so you know it's 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 great to it'll be great to see what happens in the next episode. I'm excited to see what happens. King Ezekiel's going to be pissed and shook up. I definitely don't want this to end up being that Carol was right in that conversation though. Why? No, I agree. I agree. Huh? Why? Cuz she's just Cuz it's so defeatist. She, exactly. It's so she's so down. negative about everything. Oh my god. And that like he's just trying to I mean, you know, they say the opposites attract thing. They are definitely opposites in their way they approach um situations in life, whatnot. So, but anyways. Yep. It so I I, I, I hope that his positive like let's kill all these guys and let's keep going and we're going to win is going to is going to keep going i think i think uh, i think we may have seen that shaken yeah i think so um i don't i don't think we'll be seeing as much of that no or it's going to be a real struggle for him to get back to that that attitude um, too easy but it's too easy for the story unfortunately yeah yeah well kim how about you what you got? My hit is Morgan's line, we are the same, everybody turns, we have no choice. And the reason I chose that as my hit is because I think that one line is going to define the entire season. And to a certain extent, I think it even carries over to last season. Um, and we've already talked about like everything that that it deals with, but... It's such a defining moment in Morgan's character where he's like, I can't do this. Like, I'm done. Like, I know I'm not right, but I know I'm not wrong. And it's like, he's not right in the head, but he's also not right. It's like so many things are at work here and so many parallels and, you know, crossovers and things are getting all mishmashed with Morgan. Right. And it, it, it it's the entire storyline of Rick's group becoming people or monsters that they should not become. And how do you mm-hmm. get out of that? And so I just think it was a very beautiful line and that's why I chose it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I am going to give an honorable mention to one of mine for a hit. And that was the, um, I, Stu, I'm going the other way. The kingdoms, uh, ambush on the, uh, saviors at the beginning was great. The way they gave themselves up, and then they had they flanked them on the side, mm-hmm. where they were using strategy. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that. Side. That was actually a very cool scene. Yeah, they went out and kind of sacrificed themselves, and then everybody mm-hmm. popped up around the field. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, but the one there was one shot in there, and and, and I know everybody saw it because it was on the ads and all, but I just thought it kind of summed up um, what Rick is worried about more than anything, and that was the picture of. Uh, Tara sitting in the back of the truck and she fake shot at the uh the saviors that were walking the prisoners oh yeah right 
You know, where she's yep. looking down the gun at him and fake shooting him. Because she knows um, she can't she can't do anything right now, but she's like, Yeah, you guys are toast anyways. Screw exactly. you. Exactly. Eventually you're it. going down. Yep. Yeah. And just the fact that, that she has turned that far, that that she just wants to kill everybody. Um, and I think that's the, that's, I think that comes to the crux of what Rick is starting to worry about is that his people have gone that far, Mm. you know, that there is no saving people. Right. But I thought it was a fantastic shot and kind of summed up a lot of the stuff in the show. Stu, how about a miss? Um, my miss is Jesus did not get his ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted him to? Yes, I did. I don't like Jesus. Really? I'm not a big fan of Jesus. I don't know what it is. It's just, he's too unbelievable for me in this situation he's getting that way he's definitely getting that yeah. way haven't been caught up in his eyes yet no not at all <laughs> maybe that's why morgan wasn't looking at him he doesn't question anything i mean he doesn't seem to question um that that anybody could be you know could be saved or perfect yeah it, he, jesus is too much jesus it, to mm-hmm. me in this like right. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me that he that someone could be that forgiving to everybody in this situation. Right. Without even talking to anybody. He's like, you know, he automatically believes people and there's no way he could survive this long that doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Stu, because I do think it would be too hard. But but he's definitely the character that's hung on to. He's the Glenn character now. Yeah. He's the one who's hung on to his his humanity the most. Yeah, in a way. But Glenn would still not trust people as much as Jesus does. Seems to. No, but Glenn would not would not execute people either. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have gone for, for just gunning them down well, either. No. He would have fought against Glenn that. didn't even shoot his first real live person until they hit right. the the satellite place. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Jesus has kind of been that guy. Yeah. Even though Jesus, Jesus is actually a little bit more ruthless than, than Glenn oh, was because yeah. he's he certainly gunned some people yeah. down. He just he doesn't have any compunction about that. He just does. He just will not execute people that are unarmed and have given up. Right. So you take up arms against Jesus, he'll take you out. But but uh, if not, you know. Unless you completely lie to him twice in one situation, and then Jesus beats you up, but he's still not going to kill you. So, Kim, what was your miss? Um, So, mine is kind of a crossover between a hit and a miss. So, I'll Uh give you my miss part of it. I mean, my hit part of it first, and then I'll tell you about my miss part. This will be interesting. Kim Kim just cannot keep the rules no, straight on this. No, it's not at all. It's either a hit or a miss, dude. I am a rule So, would this be like a bunt? I can't believe you're not not a lawyer. (laughs) It's just like... When they you know throw to first and they miss the throw or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's something. <laughs> All right, Kim. All right, so it's the whole Morales storyline. I really like that they brought Morales back just because it's a throwback to season one and it kind of carries over that whole one hundredth episode nostalgia type thing, right? Mm. Um, and I like that Morales was putting the pieces together of like who Rick was and who he's evolved into. And then vice versa, Rick is putting Morales's story together about how he's become who he is. Um, but the miss part of it is why did they bring him back at this point? Like he only was on for two episodes. So was this kind of a, a publicity stunt, like a gimmick 
more than anything else or like what are we supposed to be getting out of this because well i think it i th- i think you might be right i mean i don't know, i i don't want to say it was a gimmick but it was a um it was a small piece to tie the series together around the 100th episode i think they're going to you know bring some of that stuff in there just to tie it together um you know that's that was my take on that it just seemed kind of fruitless you know like Yes, we got the point that it humanizes Rick and that no matter what side you're on, you're going to be doing what you need to do in order to survive. But Morales, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, it gave you, it gave you the, the gasp factor. Yeah. At the end of last, uh, last episode, you know, you went, that's Morales, you know, and, and, and you kind of, you know, people live for that stuff well the other part of that is like if the actor who plays morales had not been tweeting about the possibility of coming back prior to that episode happening would any of us have known who that was yes i definitely recognized him okay well good for you (laughs) no but i mean seriously i did recognize i couldn't remember i told you last time i couldn't remember where exactly from but i always had this image of him around the campfire mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. were with the with the RV and so right. forth. I remember him and his family. But I don't I, I had no recollection as to what happened to the guy or anything like that. Well so I definitely knew it was my point is that like he was such an obscure Yeah. It's kind of a stretch. Yeah. To exactly. the story. But to, I think to, that's to, to that was in. the that was the fun part. I think that's why they, they did it. They wanted to get someone that wasn't, you know, a huge part of their thing, but just somebody to pull it in. But, you know, well, I don't know. You know, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's some pluses and minuses. To I mean, from I mean, from a writing vehicle, it's not that bad because I mean, it's it, it makes sense. They go back and they're like, OK, who have we no, not given a story to that we've lost mm-hmm. in the past? Mm-hmm. Then we can kind mm-hmm. of show, OK, maybe there's, you know, a, a judgment of like, you know, how morality has been changed in these people's different experiences. You know, and that yeah, and I mean, you put those I two think, together. I mean, right. that makes sense. It's kind of a. I mean, it's eight seasons ago. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they so had to pull. They, they evidently wanted to pull somebody from their past that was part of the group yeah. now, part of uh, the uh, saviors. So they just picked him. Maybe that guy was just in Atlanta at the time and could do the filming. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, they they found a semi obscure character because they wanted you to go. Oh yeah, what was that guy doing? What happened yeah. to him? They wanted you to say that. They wanted you to go out there and look it up and so forth. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that was part of the appeal. Well, but, I have to say that with the way the show is and the social media and the people that podcast all the time, hmm. that you're going to find out stuff like that that you wouldn't normally pick up on just yeah. by watching the show. So, sure. um, you know, they may rely on that a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like all the Easter eggs they put in everything. Mm-hmm. This is just a much more blatant Easter egg. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that brings me to my miss. My miss was that Morales was with us too short a time. Yeah. It was. Too. It, was to... it was a lot of buildup just to be like, boom. Exactly. That's what, I'm, that's what I, I was saying. I wanted I wanted Morales to stick point? around a little bit more. I wanted to find a little bit more narrative Same. from Morales and, and so forth. Yeah, so, if you're going to bring him back, let's do it. Yeah, I would rather he stuck around. I thought maybe he might be around like for a couple episodes, like one or two episodes or something. Like that. Instead, he was like 
around for 10 minutes. He was around for two episodes. And, and yeah, and then they, yeah, Daryl <laughs> kills him so that Rick can show the shock of what the rest of the audience is feeling at that moment. Like, what? What? Mm-hmm. But that was. Mm-hmm. Like. You knew that guy! <laughs> <laughs> right. And Daryl was like, I don't care. Jeez. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I knew him. I don't, it doesn't matter. He didn't have anything I wanted. Or if he does, right. I'm going to take it now. I don't think he has any cobbler. We're moving on. <laughs> moving on, Rick. No squirrels. So, um, do we have some listener comments? Uh, Emmeline Velkamp said, These episodes are going to kill me. I love that they almost have the feel of real-time episodes, are very action-oriented, but also have a strong character element. Also, how dare Daryl kill Minkus? He killed part of my childhood. Okay. <laughs> Do y'all know who Minkus is? Because I had to look I this up. I recognize the name. I recognize the name, and I, I figured you would let me know. I had to look this up because I had no clue who Minkus was after Emmeline wrote in. The name is very, very familiar. <clears throat> Minkus was a character on um, Boy Meets World back in the day. Yes. Oh, is that who the kill the kid is? Yes. Ah, uh, Todd. Todd. Yes, Todd was Todd. Minkus. And he was also on like One Tree Hill. And, oh, nice. You know, all those North Carolina shows. Okay. Now, he was the one, right, he was the one on the previous episode that the, uh, the, Leader chick was busting his chops at yes. the beginning. Oh yes. yeah, like yeah. And I didn't even realize it was the same guy. He was working on the guns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he had. Yeah. Mara yeah. told him to get out. He yeah, had like told overalls him to get, or get something lost. like that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yellow shirt. I never watched Boy Meets World or One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek, so I had no clue who Emmeline was talking about. But good. But what? that's yeah. funny that they put him in there. Nice catch. Yeah, we nice had to point catch. that out, Emily. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you for telling us about that. <laughs> All right. Mark LaVarnway said, Perhaps the title should have been Monsters in the Mirror. Last week we see Rick catch himself in the mirror and can't stand looking at the monster he thinks he's become. Then this week he comes face to face with Morales and, like looking in the mirror, sees himself. Someone who had strong morals and empathy and motivated by familial bonds who has been uprooted and ravaged by this cruel world. Morales even says they were no different, but just like being but just like Rick being unable to look at himself in the mirror, he denied every accusation Morales made. But sorry, Rick, Morales was right. Morgan knows he isn't right. I think he meant in the head, but was rational enough to think his motivations were not wrong. His empathy is a burden that forces his disassociation from everyone else. He cannot handle half half measures. Everything is black and white. He cannot believe there is a middle ground, and this is what causes his polar disparities. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Great analysis, and we're going to have to stop reading Mark's stuff because it makes so much more sense than anything that comes out of our Damn straight. That's a lot to chew on there, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do have to Uh, ask, I couldn't agree more with everything he just said there. I I I have to ask, though, with Morgan, though, um, did... I mean, did he actually seem like he was completely bipolar at that point? Like yeah. completely split personality? Mm-hmm. Like yes. all of a sudden he mm-hmm. snapped back into yes. like, oh, yeah. he was like, uh, he's like, what? Uh, yeah. What? Well, his face, his like, face went right. slack I'm not right. and it was, mm-hmm. yeah, but his face went slack and it was, I think even before he said that, he said something about, oh, right. 
you know, because I think Jesus is saying, well, we need to, we're not going to fight anymore, right? And and you could just see he kind of woke yeah, he up was and like, was like, what? Uh, right. He also was like saying, where the hell am I? Yeah. Yes, um, exactly. He snapped. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Morgan Morgan went to do a little clearing for a while there and, uh, and then came back to reality. Um, but then he kind of was, <laughs> I, I, the way he was talking, he was almost semi back in reality. Mm-hmm. And I do think when he was saying, I'm not right, I think he was talking about himself. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was scared about what he would do. Right. And I think he was not, he was also saying that, but I'm not wrong about we need to kill these people. That there's something wrong with my head, he's saying, okay? But I'm not wrong about the fact that we cannot take these prisoners back with Exactly. Us. Uh, and that's why Tara said, you are right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. She backed him up. Not that it did any good. But, uh. But yeah, definitely. That was a that was a strong moment for old Morgan. All right, Dakara said Morales was extremely short lived. Daryl is dead set on winning this war. Ezekiel got overconfident. Where is Jadis and the junkyard group? Hmm. That's what I'm wow. saying. This is not the real war. There's got to be more. There's gonna be more. So is that why Nick or Nick Rick is gathering up his Polaroids? He's gonna show them to Janice. I don't think so. Jadis, I'm I don't kidding. Think so. no. I, I think Janice is going to come in the picture later on. Our friend on Twitter, at uh, Hercules Handy, <laughs> Ryan the Lion, said, I love that Daryl gives no fucks anymore. <laughs> if you're the enemy, you're dying. I would have loved to see Morales back for two more minutes. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seriously. Totally all agree. Right. Well, all right. Good comments this week. Uh, next week on Walking Dead... Uh, season 8, Episode 4, Some Guy. <laughs> a new weapon in the Savior Arsenal proves to be a giant hurdle as fighting continues between Rick's forces and those of the Saviors. I would say that fifty caliber is going to be the big hurdle. Some Guy sounds like like some 70s <laughs> Is that actually show. the name of the episode? Some Guy. Some Guy. Yeah, that's the name yeah. of the episode. That's awesome. Like, some Morales could have been Some Guy. Not anymore. <laughs> some dead He's guy. some dead guy. So who is that? <laughs> gonna be some guy i don't know maybe he's a jag just a guy could be what a weird name does not fit the description at all (laughs) something jerry says yeah i guess dude that should be the name of the episode dude be better than some guy dude look out all right so did you guys see the red machete part yes and what do you think of that little blurb uh still not quite sure what that's all about yet so Went back into the repetitive chink, 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 chink. Yeah, that's every day kind of kinda. annoying. Yeah. Yeah, so the girl gets grabbed by her hair and gets killed. And sister cuts yeah. her hair. And then, then yeah, then the sister gets a haircut. Yeah. By yep. the machete. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think it's probably going to be interesting in the end. Um, and, you know, and I remember the, the uh, what was it, flight? What was the number? 462. 462. How do y'all yeah. remember that? Oh, my God. Good with numbers, uh, man. I think we said it enough yes. times. Um, but I think that one, if I remember right, kind of carried a little bit like that. Just a little inkling each week. But I think it was more, it was easier to see things build in that one. Mm-hmm. Where they're going with the red machete, I don't know. So let me ask you guys, have you watched Stranger Things too? Yet? Oh, come on. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're, our, we're um, three, four episodes in, I think. Yeah, four. Four episodes. 
Oh, really? So you had not even finished it yet? Oh, no, no, no. no we no. haven't had a chance. Are you kidding me? No, but it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. It's very good. And if you have not oh, watched... It only gets better. If you have not watched Stranger Things on Netflix, it is really worth it. This this season is is even better than the first. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. It's a great, great story. The visual effects are fantastic. I can't say that yet um, since we've only seen four episodes, but I'll take yep. your word for it. Yep, you'll see. You'll see. Anyway, great thing. If anybody hasn't watched that yet... Go out and watch it. But like Stu said, watch Stranger Things and then Stranger Things 2. I doubt we'll be able to watch the entire season before this week. <laughs> no. That's just because slack. we are not going to be able to do a podcast next week, guys, because womp, womp, Stuart womp. and I are going to be out of the country Yep. on vacation mm-hmm. with no kids for the first time ever. Yeah, first time ever. So I'm going to be gone for two weeks and Kim's going to be gone for a so week. So in other words, they will, that means they will have to talk to each other again. Yeah, we will. Uh, so that's going to be really uh, weird. That could be a problem. Yeah. So we won't be able to podcast next week and Thanksgiving week is questionable because we'll be coming back into the country in the middle of the week. So, um, might be gone for two weeks. We'll see. We're not sure yet, but we'll be back definitely the week after Thanksgiving. Send us comments. Yeah, talk to us while we're gone. And we'll still Send be posting to Twitter and, and Facebook and that sort of stuff, too. So um, yep. keep, yep. We'll keep throwing it. comments up on that, too, if we cannot uh, get back about the episodes. But we're going to have a lot to talk back talk about when we get back. Yeah. Yeah, I'll at least be watching it. So I'll, well, I'll throw Scott, some comments you could just do you could do the podcast by yourself. By yourself. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody wants to hear me and if, if everybody is in favor of scott doing the podcast by himself please write in <laughs> that sounds terrible <laughs> <But that's all. laughs> so if we don't talk to you guys have a very good thanksgiving and enjoy being with your family and give thanks for everything that you have in this world right now and if you would like to write to us while we are gone, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at facebook slash um, fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to send us a voicemail, you could record yourself on your smartphone through your recording device and email it to us, and then we can play it on the podcast. So thank you for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.